As always, I am so very grateful for the confidence, the trust that you have placed in me that I will faithfully proclaim the good news of God's word. Trust both by the elders of this congregation and the congregation itself, again, for which I am so very grateful and uh, acknowledge with, with joy. As I've uh, often said again, I much appreciate our pastor and his preaching. These uh, messages that he brought to us during the month of December, the time of Advent, from the, the prophet Isaiah, truly encouraged and inspired me. And as I, as I listened to each of those messages, this, uh, this text that I will read this morning from 1 Thessalonians came to mind uh, time and again. And, and I felt that God was, was truly leading me and inspiring, encouraging me toward this text. And when Pastor Ben asked me if I would bring the message today, I was like, duh, huh? Already, already. Uh, I mean, something, it must be of the Lord. Amen. And so I stand before you this morning greatly encouraged and uplifted by the uh, preaching of God's word in these past weeks as we were celebrating the incarnation, the advent, with the hope of the second advent, the hope of his appearing. So we look this morning to 1 Thessalonians, uh, one of the easiest books in the Bible to find. Uh, you go to 2 Thessalonians and it's right back one, one book. Um, just so happened to have it in my, my Bible. First Thessalonians chapter 5, and we'll read the first 11 verses. Do you have that, Abby? You do. Outstanding. Now concerning the times and the seasons, brothers, sisters, you have no need to have anything written to you, for you yourselves are fully aware that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. While people are saying there is peace and security, then sudden destruction will come upon them as labor pains come upon a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. But you are not in darkness, brothers, for that day to surprise you like a thief. For you are children of light, children of the day. We are not of the night or of the darkness, so then let us not sleep as others do, but let us keep awake and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk are drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, having put on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet the hope of salvation. For God has not destined us for wrath, but to obtain the salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ who died for us so that whether we are awake or asleep, we might live with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build one, one another up just as you are doing. Amen. What a glorious word from our Lord. As we are once again, I think, called to remembrance. Remembering is such a very important part of God's call to his people. For our faith is reinforced 
our faith is strengthened, our trust in God is established by the promises that he has fulfilled, and our hope is bolstered by that confident assurance, that knowledge of what God has done and what he has promised that he yet would do. When God gave his name to Moses, he said to him, I am who I am, and thus I am to be remembered throughout all generations. Remembering is an important facet, an important element of Christian faith. Repeatedly throughout the Old Testament, the history of God's people, God calls the nation Israel. The nation that he brought out of slavery, he calls upon them to remember what he has done. Remember so that they would trust that he, what he was yet doing for them was sure. The men studied the book of Judges on Thursday nights a while back. And you will recall that in Judges, repeatedly we encounter the problem of not remembering. We're told that the people did not remember what God had done for them. And so it was that they fell away from the Lord. And as we read the prophets in the Old Testament, these are filled with the consequences the people suffer in not remembering what the Lord has done for them. The message in the New Testament stated succinctly in 2 Timothy says, Remember Jesus Christ, risen from the dead, the offspring of David, as preached by my gospel. And Peter would have us to be confident of what is before us by remembering what God has said through the prophets. Remembering. Remembering what God has done. Remembering God. Calling to mind and ever holding dear what the Lord is in our lives is what will sustain us in our Christian faith. We at Sovereign Grace, we are richly blessed. Amen. I got to do everything. We at Sovereign Grace are richly blessed with a fellowship of saints to whom God says from his word, did you hear that? To whom God says, just as you are doing. So if we are to continue, if we are to do just as we are doing, let us remember what God has done among us. On this, the 31st of December, 2023. Some would call New Year's Eve. Others know what it is truly important. No gifts. We started out as a little church, a little plant. It bothers me when Pastor Ben calls us a little church today. 
I don't think we've ever been a little church. I think we've been a big, big church from the day that the Lord lead, led us to covenant together. We, we are, we started out, I don't know, I should have looked it up, but there was a dozen of us or so that initially signed the covenant. Kelly, do you know? You ought to know. <laughs> it wasn't many. There was but a few. And so, but still, we, we, signed, we covenanted together. And today, the number of covenant membership has multi multiplied certainly threefold. And, and that's a good number. But we've never focused on numbers. And I don't believe we ever will focus on numbers. What I want to, to praise God for is the quality of the membership. Amen. Huh? <laughs> Amen. Truly, truly, those the Lord has led to be among us, those that the Lord has called out to be a part of His people, His church called Sovereign Grace, here in Statesboro, Georgia, a people are a people of God's word, a people who come to covenant together under God's word, under the leadership of God's Holy Spirit and in accordance with his instructions that we would be a people together, the saints joined together in service of the Lord to his glory. I praise God for those original members who coveted together to be sovereign grace. And I praise God for every one of you that have sinned, saw fit under the leadership of God's Holy Spirit to become a part of this congregation, to serve the Lord, to worship Him together, and to live in fellowship with one another. May God be praised. I don't think there's a nominal Christian in the whole bunch. There ain't a whole lot of churches that could say that. Looking back on what we have done, what God has done among us, I want to thank God and praise him that our pastor has survived all these years. It doesn't always happen. For a, for a pastor to serve the, the church for seven years, as our pastor has done, is not the, not the normal, not the average among uh, many Baptist churches. But our pastor has, has served among us faithfully for all these years and, and seems to have no... Uh, no inclination, no expectation of leaving, uh, in spite of me. So, <laughs> I mean, they're, they're buying a new house. Goodness gracious, I guess he's staying. <laughs> but how, so very thankful are we that like, likewise I serve with elders. The Lord led us that we would be a church elder-led from the beginning. And the faithful leadership, the faithful guidance, the faithful work of the elders 
have been a true blessing over these years. Kenny has survived. And for this, for this we give thanks to God and pray that the Lord will continue to sustain him. Being amongst these elders is to me a, a wonderful blessing from God, an encouragement to continue just as you are doing. We have grown in uh, our meeting place. Uh, I can't remember all the places that we have met. Uh, we had the, the uh, recreation department uh, as our host at, uh, at the uh, Honey Bowen building. We went there a couple of years, I think. And uh, then we moved across the street into the house and that served us for, for some time. And, and, and now God has led us into to this facility. And so just as we have, just as God has been doing among us, we can, we can be assured, we can be confident that the Lord will ever meet our needs with regard to a meeting place. One of the truly remarkable, amazing, perhaps even miraculous things that God has been doing among this church has been the, the financial stability. Your faithfulness in, in giving to the work of the Lord at Sovereign Grace Church is, is amazing to me. I have never been a part of a church that the congregation has been so generous, so faithful, so, so certain in, in their financial support of the church. God bless you. And I say to you, along with God's word, keep on doing what you have been doing. <laughs> I mean, that's in the Bible. Certainly, it is of the Lord. We have been blessed over the years, years with faithful preaching of God's word. Pastor Ben has brought us verse by verse, book by book, from Ephesians. What a blessing that was and continues to be in our lives. From the Gospel of Luke, I preached through Jonah one December and another December through Ruth. Uh, did we do numbers? I think it feels like we did numbers. No, it sure feels like it. Um, Psalms, we've, we've preached through most of the Psalms. Ezra and Nehemiah, what a, what a wonderful series that was. What am I forgetting? What, what have I left out? Help me out here. Speak up. Peter, first and second Peter. How could I have forgotten that? Say again. Really? You preached through Hosea? That's, a, that's, a, that's one of my favorite of the, the gospel or the prophets. Isaiah, uh, Hosea. Hashia. Praise God. Amen. Our brother has been faithful in preaching to us from the from the from the scriptures, from God's word. And we've been blessed by this preaching. As as evidenced in so many ways. We're so thankful for God's word before us, preach faithfully. The Friday night, Friday night, I, Thursday night uh, men's Bible study has been, been so very good in, in teaching through the books of the Bible. We went through Galatians to start with. That was certainly an encouragement. 
Judges, did we do something between Galatians and Judges? Seems like we did. Numbers? <laughs> then we, we uh, went through Judges, and now we've just, just finished through Romans. What a blessing those Thursday night studies are. We remember these blessings as we anticipate the hand of the Lord with us in the days ahead. Those Wednesday night meetings have, have been, a, been a blessing, and we can anticipate more blessings in those Wednesday night gatherings. We have, from the beginning, been a people of sola scriptura. Everything about us is built on the word of God. And we are blessed with a strong confidence in God's word. Therefore, we read this morning here from, from 1 Thessalonians, we read, Now concerning the times and the seasons, brothers and sisters, you have no need to have anything written to you. Do you hear that? Even as, as Paul is inspired by the Holy Spirit of God to write to the Christians, to the church at Thessalonica, we read here this morning that God's word to Sovereign Grace Church. You have no need to have anything written to you. What a, what a glorious compliment to God's people. How awesome is that? You know God's word. You know what the Lord's message is to you. You know what God has commanded to you. You have been taught. You have heard the proclamation, the preaching of God's word, and you have listened. You have learned. And you believe what you have learned. You have no need have anything written to you. For that which has been proclaimed, that which you have heard, that which you have believed, has been confirmed in us by the Holy Spirit of God. We have, we have, been, we have been encouraged and lifted up and confirmed in what we have heard by our church, by the fellowship, by believers likewise receiving the word of God. We have seen in the circumstances that surround us that God's word is affirmed. And we remember. Amen. We remember what God has done among us in accordance with his promises, his word. So it is that while you have no need that anything should be written to you, it is but that we would be reminded of what we already know. For we are, we are anticipating an event of profound impact. We are anticipating an event of cosmic significance, of eternal consequence. We are anticipating an event 
far more profound than the re-election of a president. Far more significant than the supernova of Betelgeuse and to far greater consequence than any war anywhere in the world. We know. We know what God has said and we eagerly await the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. There's a world full of people who hear those words and think silliness, think ignorance, stupidity, foolishness. This world is full of people who do not know, who do not have this hope, who do not embrace this promises and do not believe that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, will appear at any moment. They are living in darkness. What they look forward to, romantic success, personal advancement in any of the myriad of forms that that might take, maybe a bullish stock market. Certainly in darkness, the, the cry is money, money, money. More money, more money. And while they apply themselves with alacrity and zeal to making it happen, they are throwing themselves into a bottomless pit. The fruits of their labors do not last. They have no view of eternity. They peer off into a dark future and cannot see what lies before them. Naught but darkness. But those who are in Christ, but we are not of such insignificance, for we have come to the light. We see clearly into the future by the gift of faith imputed to believers by the Spirit of God. We wear our faith like armor, protection against the temptations that would lead off into the darkness of unbelief. We embrace the command to love one another as it knits us together in into, into an impregnable fortress, the church. Amen. The fellowship of saints, washed in the blood of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who took our sins that we might receive his righteousness. We have hope. God-ordained hope. Hope that is confident of all that God has done, all that God is doing, and all that God has said he will do. We live in that hope. It shines in the course of our daily lives. It is our raison d'etre. It is why we have a lot to look forward to in 2024. 
It is why we will continue just as we have been doing. Encouraging one another. Encouraging one another in the joy that comes to us as we worship together each Lord's Day. Singing songs of faith, hope, and love. Hearing the proclamation of God's word and in sweet fellowship with brothers and sisters in Christ. Coming together again on Wednesday nights to to learn and to be encouraged once again in the word of God and the fellowship of the saints. Our Bible study groups, our fellowship meals, our meetings at the coffee shop, visiting together in our homes, We encourage one another, and we will continue to encourage one another, even as we have been doing. Let's keep on doing what we've been doing. Let's keep on encouraging each other in the light of our Lord. Building one another up, just as we have been doing. For the Christian life, is not stagnant. It is not idle. We are not idle people. We work. We work hard. As Paul set the example for the church in Thessalonica to whom he wrote, with toil and labor we worked night and day that we might not be a burden to any of you. It was not because we did not have that right, but to give you and ourselves an example to imitate. We work as we set an example for the entire world as well as for one another that we would not succumb to the temptation, the sin of idleness, but rather we embrace the blessings of work. We are a people who work. We are a church who works. We are a church who works to bring about the blessings of God among his people for his glory. Even as parents understand and accept the responsibility to help their children grow up in body, mind, and soul, the congregation of the church accepts the necessity of working to build one another up in the Lord. None of us have arrived. None of us have reached full maturity. We all need to grow. We all need to be built up. We all need to be encouraged. And feeding on the spiritual nutrition of Christian fellowship is health food for the soul of the finest kind. An aside, if I may. Those of you that have been sitting around, those of you that have been hanging out, those of you that have been tagging along, this is the day. You need to fill out your paperwork, 
turn it in and join the church. Be a part of what God is doing at Sovereign Grace. If that's where the Lord is leading you, then follow what the Lord is leading. Be a part of the blessings. For we, as a church, we have a lot to look forward to in the days ahead. For we have much to be thankful for in the days gone by. In faith, we persevere. In faith, we persevere as the church of Jesus Christ. In love, we worship together and glorify our Savior. And we encourage and build one another up until he comes. Until he comes, let us continue as we have been doing with a deep, deep yearning to see him face to face. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. Let us pray. Almighty God and gracious Heavenly Father, how we bow before you in thanksgiving for the richness of your encouragement to your people, the nutrition, the food that is your word that feeds us, O God, that we might grow in you and that we might grow in our affection, our love, and our consideration and care for one another in your church. We pray, O God, that you would continue to inspire and encourage us through your Holy Spirit, that you would grant to us your leadership, O Lord, shining your light upon our path, that we would follow a way that's pleasing to you, that obedient to your word, and that would ever bring praise, honor, and glory to that most precious and holy name of Jesus. For it's in his name we pray. Amen.